Welcome back to Chasing Sunday. I'm your host, Brian Davis, and this is a podcast for and by worship leaders to help you get off of the ministry treadmill. Uh, this is a uh, uh, an extension and a ministry of Torn Curtain Arts, and we exist to strengthen the creative soul of Denver worship leaders. Um, and uh, today we're going to be talking to uh, a Denver worship leader. Um, she is uh, she's become a very dear friend of mine. Her name is Ann Griffin. Um, our paths crossed a couple years ago, um, around the time that I started working uh, with Torn Curtain and at New Denver Church, uh, and Anne was uh, kind of transitioning out of a, a ministry position, and uh, sh- her name was given to me as someone who would be good to come in and lead worship uh, at our church from time to time, and I'm so glad uh, that our paths crossed, and she is a gifted worship leader. Um, she's a phenomenal, uh, pianist. Um, she's got a beautiful voice. Uh, she almost every time that she has come to lead, uh, for me in new Denver, she brings her family, uh, with her to, to lead with her. Uh, her husband plays guitar. Um, one of her, one of her sons plays the drums. He's a, he's a great drummer. Um, and so, uh, yeah, she has been, uh, She's been a, a a great friend just in in these last uh, two years, but her story and and the things that she has been through in ministry and the way that she's able to talk about that with such honesty and with such um, care and with such grace has been a huge encouragement um, to me and to my heart. Uh, yeah, so um, I wanted you to be able to hear um, her story and hear the way that she has processed the things that she has been through in ministry, because I really believe it could be a great encouragement to you, fellow worship leader, um, or fellow creative, or fellow whoever you are uh, who has uh, stumbled across uh, this podcast, uh, and maybe you're feeling like, ah. Uh, know about this church thing anymore. They all seem crazy. Um, so, uh, listen to Anne's story, take it in. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope that it, uh, encourages you, lifts you up, um, and, and makes you feel like you're not alone because you're not. So, uh, dig into Anne Griffin here on the Chasing Sunday podcast. Anne, Anne Griffin. Hi, Brian. Hi. Um, thank you for doing this and for uh, for being being a part of our fun little thing that we're doing. Whatever Thanks it is. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so, uh, start out by telling us a little bit about yourself, about you know what you do, what you're, what you've done, where you've been, kind of your ministry journey, and all that kind of stuff. Feel free sure. to just fire away. All right. Um, my name is Anne. I grew up in Kansas and uh, went to school in Oklahoma. And Where in Oklahoma? Oklahoma Baptist University. Mm. Yeah. It's a fun okay. little school. And uh, studied music there. It was a really, really great music program. I, I'm a pianist. Um, great. By training. Pianist. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so I was a piano major. 
um, which was both terribly hard and really fun. And after graduation, um, didn't really know what I was going to do. I I knew basically there was a point in high school where I believe um, when you talk about calling um, that I felt called to church ministry. Mm -hmm. So I... That's where, and I knew that music was going to be a big part of that. So I studied music and youth ministry in college and then, but didn't know, you know, after college, what that was going to look like, um, was doing some, uh, youth ministry and music ministry at my home church in Wichita, had some friends, um, they, in October of 2000, so about a few months after I graduated said, Hey, Mm. we're going to move to Denver, plant a church. Okay. We'd love for you to come. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Famous Colorado is <laughs> exactly yeah, uh, yeah. Colorado has w- was a place that we always visited growing up, and yeah. like that I absolutely loved. So I jumped on that ship. Yeah, um, moved to Colorado with about <clears throat> eight other people. Wow. Yeah, and we planted a church. And it did was, you plant through like a organization or a denomination? We were a like part of the a... Evangelical Free Church, which is okay. an association of churches, right. not a denomination. Right. But it kind of just felt like we were out there on our own. Mm-hmm. So, but I think there were maybe some people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. Some folks behind the scenes, like keeping an eye on everything. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that was um, Denver Community Church, okay, which started in 2001. And it is... Uh, very active and alive and thriving here in Denver today, which is yeah. kind of crazy and exciting. Yeah. Really love what they're doing. That's awesome. So, um, about six months after I moved here, I met my husband. I joined a soccer team to meet people okay. and met my husband playing soccer. We got married uh, about a year and a half later, November of '02, and we've made Colorado our home. So mm. our boys are natives, which is something so many people cannot claim <laughs> in this state, <laughs> right? <laughs> including myself and my husband. And uh, yeah, we love Colorado. Um, and so we were at DCC for not very long, actually, till 2005. Okay. Um, and then left DCC. I, we didn't go to church for a year. Mm. I was pretty hurt and hardened to mm. the church at that point. And I mean, it was, I had moved here, given my life to this, sure. believed this is what we were going to be about for a long time and experienced hurt and betrayal in the church yeah. for the first time. So yeah, that was... What, I mean, you don't have to go into sure. specifics necessarily, but maybe just a little more specific, like what were some of the things that, that precipitated that, yeah. that hurt? And- um. Our lead pastor, who was my one of my mentors, I lived with their family. He did our wedding. <laughs> Very much a father figure kind of person to me. Um, made some poor life choices, mm. and um, and then wasn't really willing to own up to them um, at that time. So it kind of put us all between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, and um, he stayed and. A lot of us left. Wow. And it was our community. It was our life. Sure. It was everything that we had 
um, grown together from eight people to, I think, probably, I don't know, two, 250 at that point. Yeah. Um, it was, it was a, a beautiful, thriving, amazing community. What's amazing is that we still have a very strong bond with those people. Oh. I mean, that was, it feels like such a short window of my life now. Yeah. But there's something that was really special about our yeah. season at DCC. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, which is why I celebrate that it is a healthy, thriving sure. church now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's amazing what God does yeah. from ashes. That's so. uh, yeah, that's big of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to therapy. <laughs> Not uh, even kidding. <laughs> Had to work through a new feeling that I was feeling called anger that yeah. I didn't believe was right, and sure. so it's. It was a long road yeah. to get there, but yep. I can honestly celebrate. That Good, that's great. That's, that's great. Uh, so you, so you leave DCC. You take a year off. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? What? What did? You, I mean, obviously, you went to therapy during that year. Yes, probably. Unless you waited several years. No, it was during like that I'm year. Doing. Yeah, I'm just going to wait for a long, long time until it becomes <laughs> this smoldering. I just, mean, it comes back around. Yeah. Oh, sure. I end up back in counseling later, <laughs> but. Just this hot star of hatred and anxiety (laughs) that just lives in me. Um, No, So you took a year off. What kinds of things did you do during that year to kind of help you? Well, I had a brand new baby. Oh, okay. And that was my healing. That'll do it. Yeah. He was my focus. He was my joy. Yeah. He didn't sleep. And so sometimes I was frustrated by that. But really, mostly, I was like, this is what I want to be about and want to do. And um, was such a gift in that season. Right. So... Um, we and then uh, we had all these friends who had left DCC, and we were just kind of wandering. And mm-hmm. some people would go visit churches, and then you know send out an email because I don't think we were texting in two thousand five. <clears throat> if you were, you were having to do the like two two two. Exactly. Let's, let's search for that letter, exactly. like multi-tapping. Exactly. Text. Yeah. So. so I think they could email us and say, yeah. hey, our, you should check out this church or not. On our indestructible did- Nokia phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> we, I mean, we went to church maybe a couple times, but really it was, I was, we were in deep community with these people, mm-hmm. not going to church on Sundays or any day. And mm-hmm. um, I kind of, there was a big question in my head, like, we're, we have community with believers. We are, my husband and I were playing soccer, building relationships outside of the church. Um, I felt very connected to God. That was one of the things that in the midst of all of this, it was really between me and the church and not me and God, mm. this um, anger and just, just disconnect and sure. division. Yeah. Um, so I really was like, do we need the church? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and this is a girl who grew up going to church three times a week. So, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and I, and I never, that was, I was into it. Yeah. Like I love the church. Sure. So here well, I was in this place of, yeah, maybe we won't go again. Right. And my husband was said, I don't know that that's what we're going to do. Um, but it was good to, ha- I mean, we needed space. Yeah. I needed that. Sure. So yeah. we didn't go for that year. Well, I think that's a good, I mean, mature distinction to make too, that I think so many people lump all that together. 
So like the institution and God and Mm -hmm. Jesus and, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, all of that stuff. And so for you to be able to make that distinction probably helped more than anything else in that, in that process. So like that's, gosh, I can't even count the number of conversations, you know, and even, even myself, like, oh, well, I'm going to give up on the church, but also like right. all these questions about God. Cause like, why, why would you have made this thing? Right. <laughs> right. Like, why would you have said, this is the hope of the world? Like, <laughs> right. it's, like it's just horrible, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, look at you. You're just like, Spiritual giant. Oh, spiritual maybe. giant. Yeah. Yeah. 26, seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, so yeah, husband says, like, let's, let's, he said, find ways I mean, to he re-gage. just said, I don't know that we're never going to go to church again. Right. <laughs> he definitely wasn't pushing me to um, find somewhere immediately. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you can move that however okay. you need to. I was like, I think it's falling. Probably. I don't, yeah. Anyways, um, so then about a year, we left in uh, fall of 05, fall of 06, um, one of my very good friends who had been the worship pastor at DCC, and then some other friends that I knew from Wichita who lived out here said, I think we're going to start another church. And I was like, <sighs> <laughs> okay, I will come. Right to your church that's all i will do right okay that's what i have capacity for right now i'm not saying i'm in i'm not saying i'm doing anything but i will come be a part of your little trial of this (laughs) church plan yeah and so and because we had probably close to 40 people from dcc who were now churchless um we all started meeting in living rooms and it felt so good to be back together. Um, And, but still just, I was very hesitant, Mm. like not willing to just give myself to this thing in the way that I had done with DCC. So um, that is Trailhead Church. Trailhead started in the fall of 2006 and, um, it was good. I mean, it was um, this beautiful new community. And, the, and I mean, church plants are so beautiful because there's so much excitement and right. life and hope, yeah. you know, for what can be and <clears throat> dreams and, yeah. you know, just like, and we had a really unique way of doing church at that time. I mean, that was kind of a buzzword, right? Like in the early 2000s, <laughs> doing, doing, church. doing church differently. Or doing church differently and doing life together. Well, yeah. Like, which right. I think ended up on some list of like the top 10 things of churches, like the churches need to stop saying, stop saying doing life together, please. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So anyways, yeah. we decided that we doing were church differently. We're going to yeah. do church differently. Yeah. We are not, we, we met three times a month okay. for in-person services, worship gatherings. And once a month, we took those Sundays and we're serving our community. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great. You know, like we're going to be about service. We're going to be doing what we say we want to do. Um, so, you know, it felt very, I don't know, it felt cool, 
honestly. But (laughs) more than that, it felt genuine. Like these were people like genuinely who really wanted to serve and love and be about the things that it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't just a novelty. No, you know, like a a fad or anything like that. This was actually you were actually going to do right different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was Trailhead, and um, did you ever run across people who may have like? So you have this pretty strong core, it sounds like. Yes. Did you ever run across like people who came who, and maybe this is a dumb question, but um, I'm going to ask lots of dumb questions. That's okay. Who came across, maybe visited or something like that and found out about this sort of like, not really sporadic, but not, you know, you're not meeting every single week. Everybody come in and be like. Nah, that, that sounds. I just want to. I just want to be like. I just want a church where I can go on every single Sunday. Um, maybe there were a few, yeah. but most people were really intrigued by this. Sure. Um, like, oh, you're actually like looking for ways to be a part of what's going on in mm-hmm. the world around you. Um, one of the other. I mean, there were several things. Um. We were very committed at that time to not owning a building. Mm. And I think people who had been, especially in large churches where so much of money and time and energy is given to upkeep of and mortgage and, right. you know, like, this is this the best way for us to use our money yeah. was the question. And, and buildings that would sit empty from Monday to Saturday, right? right? Yeah. So... So that was intriguing to people. Hmm. Um, we met on Sunday evenings. Okay. That was kind of there were people who didn't like Sunday evenings, but but you know the idea that you could, you know, Colorado's there's a lot going on mm-hmm. during the days yep. of the weekends that you could be a part of life in Colorado and then come to church on Sunday evenings. Right. So there were all these little factors that, for many people, that was. In appealing, yeah. and again, hopefully with the right motivation, you yeah. know, not just to be cool or whatever, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to be that different church that does things that does church differently. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and again, healthy, thriving, exciting, growing church. Um, that I was cautiously optimistic about being a part of. Um, I don't. I don't know at what point I started staff meetings ended up in my kitchen at my dining room table, <laughs> but it's pretty early on. Yeah. And I kept thinking, wait a second. Didn't I say that I wasn't going to do this? <laughs> and, and now they're in your home. <laughs> <laughs> this is because I had a baby. I know that, but I also was like, I'm not on the payroll. What is, why are you people here? <laughs> I don't know. No, that's not, that's not totally true. But it was like, I, I wasn't working for the church and, um, but these were my best friends who yeah. were leading this church and really wanted me to be a part of it and be part of the leadership. Yeah. And, but I do remember being like, huh, <laughs> this is suspicious. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust what's happening here. <laughs> Which is really where you want to be. Like that that's always where you want to be when you're like, you know, in a place with good friends, like especially right. in your own home. Right, you feel right. feel suspicious and untrusting. Like 
what a great what a great place yeah exactly so no um we uh, let's see we started worship gatherings i was helping to lead worship mm-hmm. um my friend gary who's my um worship and mentor slash big brother slash all the things um, was our worship pastor, but I really was again. That's what we that had been our role relationship at DCC was that I was kind of support to him that we were really doing things together. We mm-hmm. were leading together when he's off, I'm leading. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just kind of fell back into that, mm-hmm. you know, still with this like, you guys can't make me. <laughs> commit to being excited about this i'm here because i want to be not because you asked me to (laughs) oh and i'm so like i'm not verbalizing any of this by the way probably you know like i'm so just like no i think they knew i think i do think i was pretty honest after all that but yeah um that was 2006 2007 uh Eight, Gary and Melanie, his wife, decided that they needed to move out of state to be closer to his mom, who was aging. And he came to me and said, it's time for you to be the worship pastor. And I said, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hmm. Okay. I was pregnant with our second child. Like, is this the best time? I don't know. Also... (laughs) I still haven't like fully given myself to Trailhead. Yeah, I just hadn't. Um, even though that's we were in, right. we were in. You know, it was what we were doing. This is our whole community, our whole life. But mm-hmm. there was just I, yeah. Wounds are deep. Oh yeah, and they are a oh, long yeah. time to heal and recover and yeah. trust and all those things. So, mm. um, he said, "Yeah," and Jeff, our lead pastor, said, "Yeah." And the other piece of that was my question. I had grown up pretty conservative church mm-hmm. um, where women were not in leadership sure. that, in that way. Yeah. And so I was like, also, can I actually do this? Yeah, is a like, thing that is, is allowed? <laughs> I don't know. So um, actually did some study with some other really good female friends mm-hmm. um, to explore it. And we all came on the other side going, huh. I think maybe we've learned some things and maybe there is space for us yes. in the church. Woman, thou art loosed. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so that that was really fun. And yeah. um, I mean, looking back on that now, I'm so grateful for, yeah. you know, A, um, just that discovery and B, um, honestly, men who said, we want you sure. as a woman to come and be in leadership right. and that you have a voice and, yeah. you know, like they didn't have to do that. No. And in no. a lot of places that doesn't happen. So no. very, very grateful. So right. in like May of 2008, I found myself uh, becoming the worship pastor of Trailhead. Okay. So, um, which continued for 10 years. Yeah. 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 And, um, Somewhere, probably 2009-ish, mm-hmm. our pastor and I were sitting at a coffee shop, and he said, 
I need to know if you're actually in. Mm. So here I am like four, a good four years late out of DCC. And now the worship pastor in a new church and in leadership. And he very much could sense that I still was guarding myself. Right. And it was making it very hard, you know, for me to to fully be behind what Trailhead was doing. Right. I wasn't, you know, crazy like now and stubborn or, you right. know, but I I just I wasn't fully in. Yeah. And he said, I need to know if you can be in at Trailhead and I don't know. <laughs> that means letting go of this stuff right. that I've been holding against the church. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least naming that that's real and saying sure. that this doesn't have to be true again. Right. right. You know? Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not Groundhog Day. Like, yeah. Can, right. This, this can be, this <laughs> which can I be, just yeah. saw for the first time during quarantine. Oh, well, hey, <laughs> of all the times. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh goodness! Yes. Yeah, that'll encourage you. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, I, man. Well, but plus, like you're you're in on sort of the ground floor. Like mm-hmm. you're you're in on like so. You you're in this place where you kind of have an opportunity, and and all of you do to, and you did like to make this into something different mm-hmm. and into something new mm-hmm. and into something that doesn't have to be right. like it was before. And still there's this seed of like, no, it's still going to, mm-hmm. it's still going to turn into that. Yep. Paul and I have been asked a number of times with torn curtain, like, yeah, this, this needs to be a church. Like you guys mm. need to start a church, mm. but both of us like carry so many wounds Absolutely. and so much baggage that, yeah, we think it could start out pretty cool. Not in like a, like, egotistical sure, way sure, like, sure. oh yeah because no, we're we're pretty awesome well, so yeah, yeah this is no it's it's more of like yeah we because we have this we have this picture of like what it was mm-hmm. we have this idea of what it could be mm-hmm. but there's also this thing in the back of our heads going but it's still gonna end up like yeah. that yep. eventually yep uh and man that is <laughs> sorry that is really hard yeah. to let go of yeah because, like because like you said those wounds go deep mm-hmm. and like as humans like we like it's a lot easier for, for us to to latch on to bad memories and bad like our brains just like cling to those things because it's a problem to solve right and so like to let go of that ugh, is so hard and so here you are in the midst of that like yeah you can make this whatever you want it to be but you're still having this hard time trusting. So you're having this conversation with your pastor and where did you, where did you land on that? Um, I went home. And so this is what's interesting about my husband and I, um, I grew up in the church. Like I said, loved it was fully in, he grew up in the church also, but never, it, it was definitely a part of their lives. They were, you know, like, just he didn't love it the way that I loved mm. the church, yeah. you know? But in both instances, when I said, I don't think we'll go back, he said, I don't think that's what we're going to do. And then when I came home and said, Jeff wants to know if I'm in a trailhead. And he was like, yeah, we're in. <laughs> and so, like, it almost was like we just completely reversed 
roles and positions mm-hmm. in that instance. But I said, okay. Yeah. If this is, especially if you're saying yes, then I want to say yes right. too. So that was a huge piece for me is sure. Jack's saying, yeah, this is what we're doing. Um, so, and it was, it was our community. <laughs> Yeah. It's for our people. This is, you know, we loved what Trailhead was doing. So it was just being willing to let all of, not let it go, but, you know, like, like you're saying, not believe that it was just going to turn bad. Right. And that the same thing, that I was going to be hurt again. Yeah. So, Hmm. so we, we did. And, um, yeah. And, and that was really good for me. That allowed me to then, fully live into the role and what God was asking of me and becoming just growing as a leader and a pastor and, um, and in worship and it became really fun. It was good. Yeah. 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 Did you guys ever get to a place where you did start meeting like regularly, like every Sunday or did you continue with that same model? Um, not until close to spoiler alert, the end of trailhead. Um, (laughs) (laughs) not, not laughing because trailhead ended. Certainly I know more laughing because of your phrasing. Oh, that gives away the end. Yes. Oh, (laughs) well, thank you for coming in, Anne. Um, this was, this has been just a great podcast. (laughs) (laughs) um to closer to the end um and here's here's the reality all good things um have weaknesses and Mm -hmm. you know there are things that we idolize about how awesome we are and we're unable to see blind spots right you know yeah and so even doing service every sunday people got tired of that sure you know some people right kind of became a week off well Mm -hmm. we could take a vacation on that sunday and some people will show up and serve um it also felt um as we had conversations in leadership like is this the best way to be serving is Mm. to go to an organization and say hi we want to serve you on sunday from 9 to 11 we have 40 people tell us how we can serve you like is is that the best way right it, I mean, in some ways, we did a lot of really good things, mm-hmm. and and we um, started to build some relationships with some places that we were going to. Okay, we're good. We would like to not just show up once and disappear, but can right. we come? You know, once a month, once every couple mm-hmm. months. Um, so there, were, again, there was always good in it. Yeah. But just some of this, like, and whoever, anyone who was in charge of that role of planning and leading. It was a rough role mm. to to say. Oh, I'm sure. Hi, we want to serve you. Here's our uh, parameters <laughs> that you have to follow. Right. You know, like <laughs> right. So, anyways, it just it was messy. Life's messy. Church mm-hmm. is messy. Um, so, in the end, towards the end, probably I don't remember exactly. Maybe a year, year and a half of we did we. Um, took away what was called Second Sunday, started meeting every Sunday, and then tried to incorporate service more organically, um, mm-hmm. where, okay, what are the places around you, your schools, 
um, your neighborhoods sure. where we could actually be serving together in ways that are maybe more practical, right. more um, helpful yeah. to the people that we're serving. Yeah. So, so yes, towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, talk a little bit if you will. Um, and then uh, maybe we'll visit. I want to revisit some of the things that you've that you've mentioned and how they relate to to worship. But talk a little bit about the process of the end, if you're comfortable with that. Sure. I know it's, you know, it's still. Excuse me. Let me rearrange myself. Uh, it's still relatively fresh. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Because um, it was what two, two years, years ago. Two years yeah. ago. Um, yeah, talk talk about what that process was like. Uh, maybe I certainly don't need you know like dirty details sure, or sure, anything sure. like that. There probably aren't, but well, every thankfully, place has dirty details, you know, honestly, but, thankfully at Trailhead, yeah. there really aren't. Like right. it was, it was a very different end sure. than DCC. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so yeah, talk talk to me about that process and and you know the obviously there were a lot of you know emotions and obviously the relationships and all that kind of stuff. So walk us through that, sure. that ending. Um, I think to talk about it well, you have to understand that I did come to a place probably uh, several years before Trailhead ended sure. of starting to feel like, uh, this is not fun hmm. anymore. Um, and trying to sort through that, trying to be honest about that, trying to figure out what in me and what in the church, what's, you know, um, working in a small church. I'm not, I'm, I, except for my youth ministry days in Wichita, I've only worked in smaller churches, mm -hmm. so I can speak to that. But it can be really hard yeah. because you have a very small staff then. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of expectations. So I'm the worship pastor, but I'm also overseeing accounting and um, uh, administration mm -hmm. and in the end, youth ministry, which I did volunteer for. But <laughs> I think in the end, I think honestly, I probably said yes to all of those things, but it was like, who's going to do them? Right. You know, who's good? Like, it's you or me. Right. Or her, but she doesn't get paid. So, right. <laughs> 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 you know, that's just kind of life in a small church. Sure. And um, so there was a lot of feeling underappreciated, mm -hmm. um, taken advantage of, and, and seen as this girl who, uh, the way I felt was that I was the girl who picked four songs or five songs and led them on Sundays. Mm. And here I was like, just doing everything right. to, you know, I mean, people would joke, like, if you weren't here, I don't know what we would do. And that can feel like a compliment. Right. But also when it was, it felt like, no, that actually might be true, <laughs> which is an arrogant thing to, it feels very arrogant to say sure. that, but like, I just knew that I was carrying too much. Well, and it also puts, at least for me, when I've heard stuff like that, is it just puts all this added pressure, right? Like performance pressure, and like, oh, okay, so that means 
Like all of this rests on me. Right. Oh crap. Right. So you can't have an off day. You right. Can't no. Have an off, you certainly can't have an off Sunday. Right. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of the things that our pastor at that time um, kept pushing. He was yeah. like, "You have to take a Sunday off." Mm-hmm. And I said, "It is more work to take a Sunday off than to be there." Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because you gotta get. You gotta. Got to make sure everything's set up and everything's so that like, so that it doesn't feel like you left. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're if you're you know if you have someone maybe from your church filling in, no, it I, it was almost the same whether it was someone outside or inside. You still have to like give them. Here's how it all goes. Sure. Here's all the plans. Here's our song list. Here's you know. I'm probably going to do the PowerPoint anyways because, right? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, uh, it's all on, yeah, it's all on you. Even if you're gone, yeah, yeah. And then if it's if it's horrible, God forbid, right? <laughs> <laughs> you come back on Monday or Tuesday, and it's like, yeah, so. We know we wanted to give you the time. Uh-huh. You can never leave. You again. can never leave again. <laughs> exactly. No, I... that was just the worst. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and then like, so then if you do like, not only did you have to get all this stuff prepared, but then if you are gone, say you are able to sneak away again, then your your mind is never away from no. there. Your mind is always no. going back to, I wonder how it's going. Right. Or you're sending text messages right. saying like. You know, I know I felt guilty for filling in for you (laughs) and having to text you like I'm doing the thing. Uh, I was probably still working somewhere else anyway. So that's totally fine. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, mm. that's yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like the and so. So then my identity is completely wrapped up in this Mm. role and. Um, this is my life. And on the one hand, I'm so grateful and I can't believe I get to do, you know, this and right. I'm playing music, but that's not all I'm doing. <laughs> and all this other stuff feels um, necessary, but hard. And yeah. so I start to just kind of ask questions like, how long can I do this? Yeah. Um, what would it be like if I didn't do this? I think those were, I was not asking those questions out loud. Maybe to Jack, but, mm-hmm. and maybe to a close friend. I don't know. I, I There were people who I could be honest with. Yeah. Which always have people you can be honest with. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Please. <laughs> um, for, for your own sake. <laughs> yeah. But also like, this was our church and this is our community. And I can't see us as a family leaving it. Mm. You know, like this yeah. is the only place my kids have ever known at this point. And um, so just know if we fix, if if we do this or this happens or I don't even know, just like we'll figure it out, It'll, you know? Sure. Well, it didn't get better. Mm. Um, and by the fall of 2017, um, I met with my friend Gary and I just like everything came out Mm -hmm. and he asked the question for the first time. And this was Gary who was the former worship leader, former worship pastor and my friend who Mm -hmm. never moved to Ohio. FYI. (laughs) 
Isn't that the whole reason that they left? Was to- they they were going to move. It didn't end up working out, okay. unfortunately. Um, no, he didn't trick me. But <laughs> but I'm actually we're very grateful. They're still some of our very closest friends. So anyway, so he's here and we're sitting there, and he said, uh, he starts to ask me about leaving Trailhead, and I just was like, I can't get there. Yeah. And he's like, well, how does it make you feel? And I said, I just started sobbing. I was like, I'm terrified. Yeah. Because I don't know anything else at this. Like, this is who I've been for the last nine and a half years. Mm. This is who we are. I don't know what happens on the other side of this if I leave. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this I'm letting people down or I'm, you know, I just everything and yeah, Mm. just being so afraid, but going, there was a lot of freedom in saying that. Yeah. Like admitting that it wasn't sustainable. Right. And so, um, then I started reading about endings Mm. and God started speaking like, there are times in my life where he's just spoken very clearly. And a lot of it's through music a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot through books, um, through stories that I was reading scripture, but he, this um, story kept coming up in this theme of life after death. Hmm. And um, I know I read Barbara Brown Taylor's leaving church highly recommend um (laughs) and a couple other books on like we so i mean i I go through oh i took a sabbatical i took some time off okay yeah i went to them and said i can't i this isn't i'm pretty sure in january i took some time off i'm sorry i'm like no 2018 2018 Uh uh-huh yeah I got myself through Advent, which okay. you don't want to get yourself through Advent, right? right? Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> was, but also going, I can't take a sabbatical during Advent. Right. Yeah. That was always <laughs> like in, in the ministry positions I've been in, that was always sort of the, the, the little red flag that would, that yeah. would go up is like, man, if I can just get through right. Easter, if I can just right. get through the Christmas season, it's like, wait. I don't want to just get no. through this. That's no. I don't think that's what ministry was supposed to be like. <laughs> no. Oh man. So I did, and took a break in January. Um, our leadership approved that. Um, <clears throat> you also need to know that our lead pastor was also at his end, mm. like his breaking point, and he needed time off. So we were in a rough spot yeah but um i took some time off and i was reading about um yeah just this theme of life after death and god just kept promising this will feel like death if you leave trailhead this will feel like death yeah and it was very um it felt very distinct to me that he kept using that word death and not a divorce Mm. um and i it just felt like, 
you know, I don't know, maybe in a divorce, there's still like existing relationships or like, you know, you're still trying to work through stuff. But but no, this was going to be a death. Right. Like it was going to be the end. Mm. Now, I am not discounting that a divorce can feel like death. <laughs> I, let me not let me clarify that. But for me, th- that was the word that just kept coming. Um, and but just this promise that there would be life afterwards. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the whole story, right? Right. Like that is his promise. Yeah, There is life. Yep. I have come that you will have life. Like, so this started to be very hopeful for me. Mm. Still like, can I actually, like, I feel like you're asking me to leave. I feel yeah. like you're asking me. And and one of the beautiful things that w- was also I was coming to understand was the uh, idea of seasons. Mm. Like that we have seasons. Right. And that's what's good yeah. about life and even just the way the world is created. Um, and just because a season ends doesn't mean that there wasn't goodness and it wasn't right. Because so I'm an Enneagram one. Okay. And I like to do all the right things, okay? (laughs) And so then when something feels like it's wrong, it starts to negate Mm -hmm. everything else. Like, was this a wrong decision from the beginning? Sure. You know? Yep. You go all the way back. All the way. Like, like, I should have never done this. It wouldn't have ended up this way if it didn't start this way. Right. (laughs) (laughs) If it didn't start at all, it wouldn't have ended up like this. (laughs) Okay, so, but that was not what he was saying. He was like, no, this was a beautiful season. Yeah. And Trailhead has been good. Right. There has been hard, there has been unhealth, whatever. There has been good. And I have worked and there has been life and growth and um, moving people towards Jesus. And if you leave, that's okay. Yeah. That doesn't end any, right. you know, like it doesn't end the work of God. Sure. <laughs> Which good grief, pastors, we need to all like <laughs> get off our high horses. Well, yeah, you're not going you're, you're to do something that is so like devastating to the kingdom <laughs> that the whole, that God is just mm, like, oh, well, oh, that was it. Shoot, I didn't think about that. <laughs> well, let's wrap this up now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Holy moly. So, so I um, knew I was leaving Trailhead. Yeah. And this is, you know, early 2018. Um, I start having these conversations. Well, by shortly after I came back, because it must have been, it was definitely March. Um, and Trevor, our pastor, is like in desperate need of a sabbatical. Mm hmm. And we were, I would say, um, Trailhead was surviving at that point. Mm. Yeah. Um, so this wasn't just a leadership. I mean, everything is wrapped up in it's it's together. Like, right. But we were a church of 150 people with 75 children. Wow. Yeah. Included in the 150? Or, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Half, no, that's so half, half the church the children. was children. And that was always the case at Trailhead. Like, wow. if we were 50, we were 25 kids. If we Like, we just, we had a lot of children. Yeah. And, um, which is awesome. Sure. 
super awesome. Yeah. But it also makes it hard when you're trying to run a children's ministry and all of your adults have to do children's ministry. Yeah. <laughs> like, but no one wants to do children's ministry because we're all parents. Like, Jeez, Yeah, right? I, I so, need, <laughs> not to say that parents go to church for the free childcare. Well, but some parents go to church for the free childcare. <laughs> you can just have an hour and can 15 just, minutes to please. myself yeah. with a whole, with a hundred other people. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so like those kinds of things and financially it was getting harder and it was like we always had enough, Mm -hmm. but there were all these things that we were hoping to do that were just, they weren't going to happen and people were starting, we were always having people move away and people leave and it just like when you're smaller, you just like, it's like just a little, well, there went our hand and you know, there went our foot and so people were weary. Mm. It felt like we were just weary as a church. And so um, in the same way that I had to have that honest conversation with myself about leaving, we started having honest conversations about what would it look like for Trailhead to end. Uh, We actually had tried to merge, which was actually a very exciting Hmm. um, opportunity and spent like a, a good chunk of time working towards that merger and it fell through at the end and so i think that also just took wind right out of our sales like this exciting thing it was a church that was older than us in um, demographic yeah um which was just like a really exciting thing for us to think about and for them to be more diverse in that way and um to be able to bring strengths together and then it didn't and so it was just like ugh. So we were trying, oh, we could do this, or we could try this, or we could move, or we could, you know, like all kinds of things. Yeah. But then coming to going, is this season of trailhead, is it time for it to be over? Yeah. Again, it was a good season. Yeah. Yeah. And we all can take from this <clears throat> just some really beautiful experiences and deep, deep relationships and... Uh, stories of the ways that uh, we loved and cared for each other in ways that we've never been loved and cared for before. And um, watching our kids learn who God is um, in ways that we, you know, that were different than the the God we were taught about, you know, growing up. Well, and also about the the church that that we grew up in, Yeah, you know, like in a lot of ways, I look at, at the story of Trailhead uh, like you said, it, as good, even though it, you know, even though it ended, mm-hmm. like that to me tells this story about the church being more than just an institution. Yes. It's more than just, yes, there were probably things that you had to do in terms of like dissolving sure. the 501c3 sure. and all that kind of stuff. But like, so there were, there are those business aspects to it, but like, it was a living, breathing organism, yep. and anything that lives and breathes has an end. Yep. You know, and it's not, I think it, it speaks a lot to just our Western view of death and, Absolutely. and endings. Like, Absolutely. That this is, it's something to be feared, or it's something to be like, look back on and say, like, well, did I, did I accomplish enough things? Did mm-hmm. I do enough stuff today? Mm-hmm. Like, or <laughs> do we view, endings and deaths as an opportunity for another 
beginning and yep. another thing that's going to start yep. up. Like I look at that, I'm just going to burp into the microphone. Like <laughs> that, that to me is a very, that that's very poignant to me for, to, to look at, at trailhead story and say like, no, this is death is not the worst thing right. that could happen to right. this church. If we it, believe that's right. true as Christians, like sure. this is what we preach. Right. But we, but we still cling to like, yeah. how, how do we, how do I hold on to this? Yes. Like, how do I make, and, yes. and I, honestly, in a lot of ways, I feel like that probably could have been, that probably could have been worse for you. It probably could have been worse for, for your senior pastor, mm. for like, for the community at large, because like you said, you were weary. Yeah. You were, you were, you were done. Yeah. And to, so many churches who get to that place think like, no, we just have to like, right. wh- what are we going to, we need to rebrand or right. we need to right. like, we Sunday needs to be better or, you know, like we, we need to find a way to draw more people yep. in and make more money. And maybe if we hadn't spent so much time doing all those, you know, service weekends, if we'd been meeting every Sunday consistently, or maybe, maybe if it was Sunday morning, it mm-hmm. would have been better. Like, exactly. Like, oh yeah. No, like this was the life that the yep. trail had led yep. and it was good. Yes. So, um, yes, endings are hard. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's, thank you. That's a lot to share. I know. And I know that there's a lot wrapped up in that. And obviously, like the relationships and the, like, all that stuff, which it sounds like a lot of those have continued and have, you know, and you've, you've all moved on to what's next in your lives. And so, um, and that too is good. Yeah. And so, um, I want to, I want to ask you a few questions. Obviously people could probably infer some things based on, based on your story and the sure. things that you mentioned, but what looking back at it and knowing, you know, those areas where you felt weary and aside from just saying like, I just need to go, like I just mm-hmm. need to, I just need to cut this off yep. and just leave. How, how would you talk to someone, to a worship pastor or a worship team member, an artist in the church, whatever that is? Like, what kinds of things would would you counsel them on, pastor them through to help them keep from getting to that point of burnout? Or if they're there, like, okay, so here's some things that we can do to sort of step back from that edge. Sure. Um, what would you what would you say to the to the worship leader who's where you were in you know 2017 2018 saying like nope crispy (laughs) i am it's yeah 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 how yeah what would you say to them uh first of all you are not alone Mm. um gary when i was in college he was my college pastor in wichita and he used to say and I can never remember who the quote is by, but that which is most personal is most universal. Hmm. And I have lived my life hmm. by that. Now, it's not always hard, easy to believe sure. because we are lied to when we are in dark places right. that no one else feels this way. Right. Um, you should not, like the shoulds, yeah. right? And yep. the should not, you should not feel this way. Right. If you were a good worship pastor, worship leader, uh, you would be so grateful right. for the work that you get to do. Yeah. So, you know, you read your Bible more and you'll, you'll yeah. be happy. Right. I don't know. Like, 
so you're not alone. Um, mm. So finding resources like what you guys are doing is like so such a big deal. Mm. Um, or you know, um, finding people. I hope that you can be honest with your leadership with your staff at your church. Um, or um, honestly, having someone outside of my church mm. that I could talk to yeah. and be honest with because they didn't have relationships with all of my friends and right. my elders and all, you know, like they could just listen yeah. without having to be like, okay, I will try not to feel resentment towards this person. Right. Well, and they also don't have, yeah, they don't have all those preconceived like notions about other people. Right. Like they can just, they can objectively be a pair of outside eyes. Right. Absolutely. That, that can just be compassionate yes. toward you. Yes. Without having to be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. That person is a total exactly. dick. Like, you know. Exactly. <laughs> like, so. You're right to feel that yeah. way. Yeah. And someone who is going to speak truth to you and listen well and you sure. know, not just validate every <laughs> negative right. thing. Sure. You no, know, like yeah, they're the, not just going <laughs> to. You're right. You are right. You're right you, to feel that way. You're better than all of they them. They sound crazy. <laughs> you should just burn the building down. And <laughs> so, so that um, I was seeing a counselor. Mm. And uh, again, I mean, that was someone neutral outside of this, but uh, she happened to specialize in um, care for people in ministry, oh. in church and uh, like missionaries. Okay. Um, so she was very engaged in what that looks like yeah. in burnout. Um, How, I'm going to interrupt. Sure. <laughs> It's my podcasting. Um, we could probably do a whole episode on probably a whole series of episodes on the stigma around counseling sure. and therapy, especially sure. within the Christian world. It's it's I feel like it's gaining a little bit of traction nowadays yep. as yep. more and more churches are willing to talk about mental health issues and, and spiritual health issues and all that kind of stuff. But was there ever a moment where you felt any sort of like, fear or trepidation or where you were where you ever felt that you were avoiding going to see a counselor or a therapist for these things because of those kinds of because of that stigmatization hmm. not, within Christian circles not really okay. i mean it definitely wasn't a stigma at trailhead okay um and because we i mean like we had all kinds of people in the counseling program at, right. <laughs> at the seminary right. we were uh, my friends are counselors sure. um it was pretty normal part of yeah. um life there um it was something that um you know our the the church had offered to help mm. pay for um yeah. pastoral counseling for other families in the church who'd had marriage stuff like it was something that we were all sure. you know in support of so yeah. um and I'm trying to think back to the first time when I went after DCC. I think I was just at such a place of I need this so desperately. Mm. Like there was, I didn't have the capacity to yeah. wonder if it was, <laughs> to wonder if it was okay for a Christian to right, go. Right, yeah. right. So like, I mean, it is, it's yeah. going to be bad if I don't do this. Yeah. But okay. highly, highly, highly recommend. Yes. Um, and then within your work, like I just kept trying to remember that yes, I'm doing all these things that are uh, and draining and whatever, but what this week can is life giving. Mm -hmm. 
And honestly, um, towards the end, I was very, very, very tired and getting up on Sundays was hard. Mm-hmm. But being with my band or being with my musicians and leading worship mm-hmm. and doing that thing that I was created to do was life-giving. Yeah. And to just be able to like, okay, right now this is about worship. And can I just be present here? Yeah. Um, other things that were life-giving for me, like those seasons, Advent, Lent, Easter, yeah. those creative seasons, and making sure that I was able to like creatively yeah. use my brain and my heart mm-hmm. and collaborate with people, um, continuing that, just, yeah. 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 Not throwing all that away for because everything else is hard. Sure. Which yeah. isn't always easy to do. Oh no. No. But I think so it's kind of counterintuitive in that way. Like things are so hard on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Like we sometimes we want to find like okay, what's the lowest common denominator here? <laughs> like what's the easiest thing right. to do? And but there's this that's a trap. Like, because then you, it's Groundhog Day, you know? (laughs) And so doing the hard thing of stepping outside of that and saying, okay, how, how can I make this year's Advent, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this year's Christmas Eve service, how do I make that more creative? How Mm -hmm. do I kind of get out of this rut? And yes, it is harder. Like taking that first step into that world is way harder, but the reward is so much greater because you're like, this is this is so much better than just doing it the same way we've done it the yeah. last eight years, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, to be able to not just like, and we all have our little bag of tricks and sure, our little sure, sure. like, Oh shoot. I didn't like think about Easter at all this year. So yeah. here we go. Like I'm, <laughs> there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And there is nothing wrong with that. No, but, but, but falling into that pattern yes. can be very yes. defeating. And so finding yes. creative resources or, or things like that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, for for me this year, it was this or this past this past Christmas slash Advent was I know that the church that you're helping out with now you did a, a service called the longest night yes and I ripped off everything I could for Good. you guys Good. Uh, for that back in 2019 and um, we're still <laughs> waiting for the royalties on that oh sorry yes I'll write you a check okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, your your treasures in heaven. Oh, um, thank you. Yes, God. God made a mark on your account, saying like, "Oh, she helped out an extra crown for her." Um, uh, but that was it. Was a risk, right? And it was you know nobody wants to think about sadness on Christmas, right. but that's the whole concept behind this, yeah. this service is there are a lot of people for whom Christmas sucks. Yes. Like that whole season, like, you know, like you're more likely to punch them all Santa than you are to like put your kids on his lap. Right. So, so to create a space, incredibly risky, but I, I couldn't believe one, the response we had, you know, a good amount of people that came mm-hmm. to to New Denver for that service, but the people that were there, like to be able to have that process and that catharsis and that, like, not have somebody walk up to you and say, like, "Merry Christmas," you know, right? <laughs> like, right. No, this was a tie. There are things that that people are mourning during that time, yeah. and so, um, so 
I mean, yeah, I do owe you a, a huge thanks oh, for that. And, and to Platt Park too, for like how, you know, generous you all were with that information, but like to get out of that normal, like rut of singing, like, Oh gosh, it's another week of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like we've got to do, mm-hmm. oh man, how many times can we sing joy to the world right. before everybody revolts, you right. know? So to be able to break out of some of that was so good. I think mm-hmm. just for everyone in yeah. our community as well. So, um, so yeah, it's stuff like that, that I think is invaluable and, um, just finding those creative ways is so good. Um, what, um, you know what? I think we're going to leave it. I think this is good. Unless there's okay. anything else you want to talk about that's just like weighing on hmm. your head or your heart in terms of worship and, and all that. You've shared so many, like, like just to share your story was great. And mm-hmm. then those these little nuggets that, sure. you, that you have. So good. So thank you You're welcome. for all of that. You're welcome. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Anne Griffin. You are a treat and a treasure. Oh, thank you. Um, so, um, yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. And is there, I don't know if you have like music out in the world that you would want people I to don't. find and listen to. I don't. Which is a shame. I know. Let's work on an album. Oh. oh. Yeah. I would gonna, love that. If you have things that you've written. Oh, not in a very long time. It doesn't matter. It's an insecurity of mine. So, well. anyways. <laughs> But no, I just, um, I'm leading worship, um, from time to time at Platt Park Church, New Denver Church, perhaps South Suburban. Okay. Um, and that's been, it's been fun to, yeah, lead and not be in charge a little bit. Oh, so tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Well, and thank you. You're welcome. And we will, uh, have you back on sometime i'd love to continue to pick your brain okay so much there's so much in that brain oh to be picked thanks. so um so yeah all right thanks don't you just want to be best friends with ann griffin now yeah i thought so me too. Um, hey, a couple things that uh, that we talked about um, that I wanted to, to highlight here at the end. Um, you know, a lot of you um, are probably feeling what Anne was feeling uh, as she went through um, w- went through her ministry journey, um, whether that's burnout or whether that's loss or going through a, a church that is is struggling. Um, one of the things that, that she said that is that is so vitally important is you should always have people that you can be honest with. Sometimes those people are not going to be uh, on the staff at your church. They're not going to be your coworkers. Sometimes they're not even going to be your best friends. Sometimes what you need is some outside eyes to come in and 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 look at your situation objectively, but also to commiserate with you and, and help you feel like you're not alone and not just feel like you're not alone to know that you're not alone. Um, another thing that she said is that which is most personal is most universal. 
you're not the first person to experience this pain and, and this struggle. You won't be the last. There are so many people that are going through this. And so um, if, if you don't have people in your life with whom you can share these things and, and be honest about the things that you're struggling with, that's exactly why Torn Curtain Arts exists. We would love to come and just sit down with you over a cup of coffee and talk about whatever it is that you're going through, whatever the mess is that you're in, we would love to talk to you about that and, and just be some listening ears for you. Uh, we're not going to fix all your problems. We can't do that. Um, but we can listen and we can, uh, we can share our stories. Um, and, and hopefully that can be an encouragement to you. Uh, also just, I don't want you to feel like you're stuck wherever you are. If, if you feel like maybe things are at an end where you are, that's okay. I know that it's scary. Um, but as, as Anne pointed out, like sometimes leaving ministry feels like death and that's okay because sometimes things need to die. And I, I know how hard that is to, to take that step into what feels like death, but there's always life on the other side of it. Um, and you don't experience that life unless something dies. And so, um, that's just the, the honest truth and it's a hard truth. Um, but it is truth nonetheless. So, um, again, if you're, if you're in a space like this, um, please do reach out to us, go to torncurtainarts.org and, uh, and, and, <clears throat> and send us a message. Let us know that you are out there uh, and that you need our help because we would love to come and talk with you. Um, I also want to let you know that um, uh, Torn Curtain Arts is a 501c3. We rely uh, on um, help from you to continue creating uh, content like this to help strengthen the soul of worship leaders in Denver and hopefully uh, further on uh, someday. Um, if you would like to give and help support this ministry, you can go to torncurtainarts.org slash donate and, uh, and figure out how much you would like to give and, and we would be grateful for whatever you can give to us so we can continue uh what we feel and what a lot of people feel is very important work. So, um, yeah, that's my pitch. Um, Hey, our executive producer is Paul Romig Levitt. Um, our music is produced by Danny Burton. You can find out more about all of them at our website. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all those social media things uh, to find out what's going on with us. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to Chasing Sunday and uh, keep listening. We'll be back soon uh, with another episode that will hopefully encourage and inspire you uh, to stop chasing Sundays and actually live uh, a life of worship that God wants you to live. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>